With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's it's the pregame. Brought to you by Chambers and Galen Law Firm. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. Welcome into the pregame show, Charles Bishop here with my partner Neely. And I tell you what, Neely, 99 NFL draft picks, 51 All-Americans, 16 SWAG championships, four Hall of Famers, and three Black College National Championships. I tell you what, the fall 2021 season for Jackson State is upon us. It is here. Chuck, man, this is uh we almost back, baby. You know, did, we have always said around the pregame show that there is no offseason with the pregame show because there's no offseason for JSU Athletics. Uh, but we know that the football season is that bell cow. It is leading the charge. When you hear that sound, you know it's time to get going. And uh, we have made it through this summer uh, with a couple of things that we're going to touch on for this episode. But we're getting ready. August, August is here, Chuck. August is about to be here next week. Time to get the pads on. That puts us about 40 days away from the Orange Blossom Classic taking on FAMU. Lots to get into, lots to discuss. We have covered a lot of ground in this quote-unquote offseason. You know you talk about this quote-unquote offseason. We had a, a full spring season. Uh, we got an opportunity to kind of watch our Tigers go through their ups and downs uh, this past season. But one of the things that uh, Coach Prime talked about was how invaluable it was to get a chance to watch this team uh, go through it in the spring so that he can evaluate what Jackson State football needed, what they uh, the wants, if you will, the needs. Uh, and, and here we are. Now we're, we're going into this fall 2021 season, and this is where Coach Prime has been pointing towards. Yeah, I, I think he has been consistent in that message uh, since the spring ended. And, and, and it's interesting to see uh, the evolution, if you will, in that thought process. You know, early on in January and February, uh, he wanted to play, of course, and, and he was pleased that we were going to have a season. Uh, but his tone and tenor at the end of the season was one of a different type of appreciation. Uh, he, is, he has made it abundantly clear how thankful he is for that, for that season to not only see what he truly had in that locker room, 
uh, but to get a grasp of uh, what gaps need to be filled, but also to evaluate uh, the coaching styles of his assistant coaches and even himself. You know, he has he has gone out of his way to double down like, hey, this is not just about the opportunity we got to evaluate players. I got to evaluate Coach Prime. I got to evaluate my staff. And we grew from the spring uh, in terms of knowing what we were missing, knowing what we needed to keep, what we needed to fix. And it gave them a, a much needed glimpse and better starting point of preparation for this fall. No doubt about it. You talk about preparation for the fall. Uh, when we take a look back at the spring, uh, Jackson State had their highs, they had their lows. But one of the things that kind of uh, jumped out with regards to Jackson State's offense, it was their best offensive output literally since the 2013 season. Uh, they wow. led the SWAC in quite a few uh, offensive categories. Uh, you take a look at it, they scored 29 touchdowns this spring. Uh, they totaled over 2,400 yards, uh, which both led the SWAC in the spring. Uh, they also averaged 176 yards on the ground this past spring. Man, that, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's profound. That's why we call you the stat man. That's why I call you Professor Charles, but not Xavier. It's Professor B, baby, because you're going to bring out the numbers. Uh, and one of the things that, that Coach Prime often points out, and he even pointed out about some of those SWAC awards, is he says, well, I didn't see it. You know, because he, he has a high-level expectation. Uh, and, and I think that for fans, when we hear those numbers, like, man, wow, we had quite an offensive output but it didn't match to, to the record. It didn't match the outcome. Uh, so right. I think that's going to be the deeper dive uh, as we go through August and get ready, truly get ready for this fall football season, is how do we get those numbers to translate into Ws at the end of the game? Uh, because the lead to SWAC in categories, but finish the season, leaving so much meat on the bone the way we did, that's not going to be Coach Prime standard this fall. No doubt about it. And we talk about Coach Prime's standard. Uh, we go into this fall. And then, be quite honest, uh, this has been a complete roster overhaul, if you will, uh, when you take a look at uh, the number of guys that have uh, come onto this roster since the springs, uh, some defections from the roster from this past spring. Uh, but all signs are pointing up, and there's a lot of excitement around this Jackson State football program. There is. Uh, you know, we've had several conversations uh, with Coach Prime. Uh, uh, with Coach Pollock, uh, with Coach Coach Weeks, uh, uh, Coach Phillips, you name it. We have had sound bites and discussions with them this entire uh, conditioning season for the spring before you get in this fall camp. And every one of them, without reading a script in their own words, has stated emphatically how much better this team is at every unit in every position down to a player-by-player -player basis, not just a line because one guy is better or more dominant but each position on that line, defense, offense, the upgrades at receiver, the upgrades at, at running back, you name it. They are excited about the team they put together. I think that excitement is going to spill over to the fans because I will tell the fans out there, whatever roster you have from the spring season, ball it up, throw it away like I do at the end of every episode because that roster is completely different. This is a majority new team. Uh, you had people on the team. Uh, they were here in the spring, but they could not dress and play. They were able to practice. So you're going to see people on this field that you hadn't seen before. No doubt about it. And we talked about it a little bit. Uh, you take a look at all SWAC performers, uh, Aubrey Miller and Keontae Hampton. Well, uh, th that, that unit has been added on to by Niles Gaddy, uh, James Houston, transfer from University of Florida. Uh, but you take a look position by position. Uh, and there's a lot of excitement because, like you just mentioned, uh, the coaching staff, they feel as though they have upgraded across the board on this roster. They have. They have. When you, you know, every other week, 
uh, almost feel like every other day you were seeing an announcement about another player coming to Jackson State. Uh, and some of those players are going to be able to impact the team uh, this fall. Some of those players were here this spring and were able to practice but couldn't play. And they were just, they were hungry, Chuck. You know, they were, they were, they were working out in practice, showing what they had, but couldn't show it on the field. And they are excited to now be officially a part of this Tiger program. And, uh, you know, right now we, we, had, we had June with that phase one that Coach Pollock talked about when we interviewed him at Coach Prime's camp uh, uh, around the Father's Day weekend. Uh, and, and easy for me to remember that date. I was asking AD earlier what day it was, but it was, it was my birthday. So it was June 18th when we had that camp and talked to Coach Pollock. And he talked about phase one and phase two. And by the time we get to August, that we're not teaching anymore. We're perfecting, you know, because yeah. we've done those installs. And that's what we're about to get to. Same thing with Coach Weeks and his defensive line. Uh, you know, he talked about uh, how they weren't truly run stoppers up to his standard. He talked about how some of the people in the room, they may be able to play college ball somewhere else, but they couldn't play defensive line for Jackson State. Now, Coach Prime, all the unit coaches, everybody involved in this program, they're saying, we got what we want at each position. Now it's time to put it all together on the field. No doubt about it. I, I joke to you all the time. I, I call you Mr. Boots on the ground. But but Coach Prime has taken uh, the pregame show inside the ropes, if you will. And, and you've had an opportunity to kind of uh, be around practice and, and take a look. And, and it's starting to take on that sort of a familial atmosphere that we used to always talk about with the Jackson State team, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, through the comedy years, where it, it was a family atmosphere. And this team is starting to jail much sooner than even I thought. Yeah, I, I think that's accurate. Uh, you know, and we had Coach Owen uh, uh, back a, a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about that that was the next phase for this team is to become a family. You know, that we have talent in each position. We have talented units. Now we have to put things in place to bring these guys together as a unit, down to the details of showing up to practice dressed the right way. Not only showing up on time, but showing up dressed the right way. Everybody in uniform, everybody succinct, team meetings, uh, uh, strength and conditioning in the weight room uh, after the morning practice sessions. Uh, the players on their own, uh, without coaches, coaches are not there on their own doing seven on seven workouts. And even this week, you had QB1 Shadur Sanders coming off of Swag Media Day. This is supposed to be a down week, if you will, and just yesterday, he had his entire offensive line uh, and, and receivers out there on that new turf field working out on their own. So these guys are not taking a day off. Uh, they know that FAMU, that date is rapidly approaching. Uh, they know what they need to do when the coaches are around and when the coaches aren't around. And that's the true test of leadership and character. What do you do when nobody's looking? And, and no to hear that our players are out there doing this work on their own uh, when the coaches are not around because they want to get out there, they want to perform for Tiger Nation, and more importantly, they want to win. No doubt about it. Well, we'll take a quick break here on the Black College Sports Network, and we'll get into the sights and sounds of Swag Media Day as we prepare for fall 2021. It's Neely, it's Bishop, here on the pregame show. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Because the fight isn't over yet. You will see me choose to protect my community by wearing a face cover. And even with my face covered. You will see me. As a son. As a man with a never-quit attitude. As a fighter for change. Join me in wearing a face cover. To help stop the spread of the coronavirus. Because this is one small act of kindness that has the power to make a big difference. 
Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's like a loot machine. Welcome back to the pregame show here on the Black College Sports Network. And before we go any further, Neil, we have to always thank our generous sponsors who really uh, have uh, put time and effort into the pregame show. We'd definitely like to thank Amber Slaughter, the project architect, and Chambers and Gaylor for their generous support of the pregame show. Yeah, those two have been down for day one, man. We've had some sponsors, uh, you know, to come in and, and sponsor particular episodes, particular events. But those two right there have been steadfast and mainstays and, we're looking forward to sponsorship growth of the program. It all helps grow JSU athletics and our support of that program uh, financially. Uh, so if, you, if you're looking to be a sponsor, want to reach our target audience, uh, you know, just hit us up on social media and those, slide in the DMs, as they say, and uh, reach out to us and, and we'll let you know how you can be uh, a supporter of this program and a sponsor of JSU athletics. No doubt about it. Well, you know, me, uh, Neil, we, we went to SWAC Media Day, Birmingham, Alabama, and I tell you what, it was a tremendous experience in terms of uh, Jackson State, uh, their presence there at SWAG Media Day. But we got an opportunity to hear uh, from each of the teams in the SWAG, the new expanded SWAG at, at Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman. They are now part of this 12-team conference. And one of the themes within SWAG Media Day was the parity that you're going to have in the Southwestern Athletic Conference this upcoming season. Particularly in the East. Uh, no particularly in the West. You know, when people started dropping those predictions at Swag Media Day, uh, those quote-unquote experts of, of how they feel things are going to shake out, uh, you had UAPB who was in the championship game right here in Jackson this spring. I always want to say last year, but it was last season. It was just a couple of months ago. Uh, right. But they didn't, they didn't get a lot of love, Chuck. Uh, yeah. You know, and, 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 you, and I think that I was uh, surprised a little at the love that FAMU got coming into the Swag this first season. A lot of people had them rated high. I think we were pretty much consistently across the board coming in at number three on most yeah. people's recommendations, three in the East. Uh, that being attributed to that, yes, we got some dogs in, but this is their first true season together uh, and a freshman, true freshman quarterback in those nuances. So, you know, again, Chuck, all those things are wonderful at Swag Media Day. None of that matters when that first game tips off uh, and we get ready for this football season to go. That's when we're going to really see these true standings and what each each team is bringing to the table. No doubt about it. And you touched on it in terms of looking at the SWAC East. Uh, when you take a look at uh, FAMU, Willie Simmons uh, coming into the conference, uh, he is no doubt for me with, with the conference. I'm just the coordinator and all point head coach at Prairie View. Uh, but when we last take took a look at this Florida A&M uh, football team of 2019, uh, tremendous season, 
they knocked off the eventual Celebration Bowl champion. Uh, that uh, They knocked them off in 2018 and 2019. This Florida A&M team that we faced in the Orange Blossom Classic is going to be a stern test early for the Jackson State Tigers. I, th I think it will be. You know, FAMU, in a lot of regards, is, is like Jackson State, uh, particularly how their season flows. Uh, you know, they end the season against their in-state rival, uh, Bethune-Cookman. And a lot of times, no matter how great their season is gone, they hit that bump in the road and they end with a bad taste in their mouth because Bethune-Cookman gets the best of them. And we've had that experience with our in-state rival in Alcorn uh, over, over the years, over the decades, where you got everything going for you, you get to that soul bowl, and, and you just don't close the deal and, and, and you end the season uh, on a low note versus a high note. And, you know, this year we start off with FAMU and we close out with Alcorn. I know you sat down with Coach Simmons and we're going to bring our fans, our Tiger Nations, that interview when you're sitting down with him at Swag Media Day. But I tell you what, what I took away from this FAMU Orange Blossom Classic Miami game with Jackson State is when Coach Prime talked about QB1, uh, Shadur Sanders, and what he's been up to, and that one, even he was out uh, doing some COVID protocols uh, when the team had to had to distance themselves for a couple of days, a couple of t uh, days this summer, he was at home watching 2019 FAM film. Now, no you know, we know 2019 is not the same FAM team with 2021, but to have your freshman quarterback on his own reviewing FAM film from their last season just shows you a lot about that young man and the leadership that he brings to the table at that position. No doubt about it. Neely, you mentioned uh, also coming into this conference, a tough Bethune-Cookman team uh, coached by Terry Sims. Uh, you take a look at uh, 2019 Swag Miak Challenge, uh, Bethune-Cookman knocked off our Jackson State Tigers. So this is another stern team coming into the conference, uh, Alabama State with Ezra Gray, one of the top rushers uh, in the Swag. Uh, we saw what they were able to do against our Jackson State Tigers. This he's, still, he's still running. He's still, still running us right now. We haven't tackled him yet. But 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 there again, uh, uh, I was about to call you Coach Chuck. There again, Coach, is is we have a new defense now. So it's going to be interesting to see how this defense stacks up against that running game. Uh, where Ezra will be able to have that same kind of reduction, uh, you know, when we have that matchup. And, you know, interestingly enough, we go to A&M for their homecoming, and Alabama State comes to us for ours. And so we got those two games back-to-back -back in October. Back -back. And I think that's when we're really going to hit the meat uh, of that season. Uh, because, Chuck, we play to win. We're preparing to win. We're going to these games to win. I believe we're going to win. But here's something we have to realize going into this season. We open up against FAMU at a neutral site. We'll call it a neutral site. It's in Florida. You know, Miami is just about as far away from Tallahassee as from Jackson. So we're going to call it a neutral site because we're going to take over and make it our home. That's, a, that's not only a SWAT game. It's the Eastern Division game. But after that, uh, we go to Tennessee State that does not uh, have any impact on SWAT standings. Uh, we go to Monroe to play University of Louisiana Monroe does not have any impact on SWAT standings. Then Delta State comes to Jackson, and it does not have any impact on SWAT standings. You and I know with the parity in the SWAC, with the parity in the SWAC East, you can drop an Eastern Division game and still win the SWAC, win, yeah. still win the SWAC East and represent the SWAC, uh, SWAC East in the championship. So we're, we're in a situation that our fan base, of course we want to be 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. But we're also in a position where if we happen to drop one of those games, there's no need to panic. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers mode, R-E-L-A-X. Because the true test of where we are and what we're trying to achieve this season is going to come with those back-to-back -back games in October. 
No doubt about it. And but you know this Jackson State fan base. Uh, <laughs> we we laugh about it all the time. Passionate fan base. Let's go ahead and get the wins and not worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the game plan. So the game plan, you know, is, is to is to go into October four zero. That that is okay. the game plan. That is the game plan. But but we also just have to say now, okay, y'all, should something happen one of those games, and I don't care which one of them it is, we can still represent the Swag East in the championship game. We can still get to Atlanta. We can still do all those things. So I, our fan base is passionate. Uh, and there's a high level uh, of expectation on this team. Coach Prime touched on the media day that he feels this is the only team in college football, not the SWAC, but the only team in college football who has an expectation placed upon them to win and win right now. And we'll see, you know, how the Tigers hold up to that standard. I know he's not making excuses. The pregame show is not going to make any excuses. And our passionate fan base is not going to make any excuses. No doubt about it. And you mentioned that October 9th matchup, uh, go to Huntsville, uh, going against the defending uh, SWAC champion, Alabama A&M Bulldogs, uh, Quill Glass and his bevy of receivers. Our Tigers secondary will be tested. Uh, but, you know, you take a look at, at, at this schedule. You mentioned Alabama A&M, Alabama State back to back right behind them. It is Bethune Cookman. So you got three SWAC East opponents uh, that will all be uh, really determined quite a bit of things in October. Uh, that will be a definitely a tough, uh, if you will, you know, uh, uh, position right there in the schedule in terms of going forward, moving into November. Sure. sure. And and I, and I appreciate you peeling back uh, the layers on that onion. I, I was blooming over here because that's exactly what I'm saying. I want to win these September games. And we're preparing to win these September games. And, and August is going to be about week one, about FAMU. And we got a short week going to Tennessee State. But here's what I am looking forward to and what I'm going to have my measuring stick out for is are we getting better in September? Because we have a bye week before we go on that, that Alabama and Bethune-Cook stretch, if you will, that SWAC East stretch. And when we get to A&M, we need to be a better team than we were at Tennessee State, a better team than we were at Monroe. That's what I'm looking for, a better team than we were when Delta State came to town. Whether you win or lose the game, are we growing and getting better, that 1% better? Are we doing the things so we can peak at the right time, win these very important Swackies games? Because there's three in a row, Chuck. That is three in a row. No doubt about it. And you talk about getting 1% better uh, each game. We both know it all starts in the trenches. And uh, talk about defensive line, offensive line. We had an opportunity to sit down and talk with uh, Dylan Spencer, who was named one of the three starters already going into this fall season. So Dylan had quite a bit to tell us in terms of what to expect going into this fall 2021 season. Looking for quality seafood with friendly service? Then the Fish Shack is the place for you. We're fast, fresh, and convenient, and ready to serve you today. You can order online and come in, or pick up your food curbside. We have outdoor seating as well. Need something to cool your taste buds? We have tasty daiquiris that you're sure to love. So come see us today at the Fish Shack in Byron, where we have great seafood and good daiquiris. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. 
Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. And welcome in to the pregame show, Charles Bishop and Neely. And I tell you what, we have with us tonight one of the individuals who coached Prime. He named him already as a starter going into this fall season. Dylan Spencer, welcome in to the pregame show. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. And anytime, big dog, uh, you know, to on this episode, we're just kind of recapping what's been going on this summer. You guys will be coming back that first week of August to really get going for fall camp, focusing on fam, you for the first game. Uh, so just want to sit down with you, man, as, as really big-time news. You know, you are one of three people uh, that Coach Prime has uh, has designated as a starter for the Tigers. Uh, you got yes, Niles Gaddy on, on the defensive side of the ball. Shadour Sanders is QB1, and, and he spoke highly of you on a recent sit-down with the pregame show. He said, look, Dylan Spencer is a grown man out there. So how how's it been feeling this summer? How does it feel to get that kind of props from Coach Prime? I mean, it feels good. It feels great. You know, he's a Hall of Famer in the NFL. I looked up to him ever since I was a little kid, you know. And then hearing that from him, that just makes me go even harder. You know, Dylan, uh, what is it like in terms of uh, getting ready for this fall season? Uh, in terms of just uh, it's, it's time to sort of remove the stars, if you will, and get down to the dirty work of preparing for this fall 21 season? I mean, I love putting on the pads. You know, everybody do all the talking and this and that. When you put on them pads, on it's you and him. So he got to show you how he made. All that stars ain't going to matter when we get on that field between them lines. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So uh, in June, you know, you guys got about three weeks or so of strength and conditioning in. Uh, took a week off, came back in July. Uh, did another round of that with some installs as well you know, working with your position coaches and, and also strength and conditioning. Uh, and as you just said, when it comes back in August, it now is pad times. What, what are some of the things you, you've learned this summer uh, as far as your growth and development uh, in playing Tiger football? I learned a lot. My coach, my O-line coach, he taught me a lot of new techniques I can use on the field. And I, I learned to grow as a person, you know. As you be, go through college, you learn to grow as a person, not only in football, but off the field. So I'm, I'm glad to be here, Jack State. I'm learning a lot. No doubt about it. Now, I want to ask, you know, you transferred in from University of Missouri, um, come from this great Madison Central uh, High School uh, in terms of the, the production that they have over there at Madison Central. But uh, how is it going to feel in terms of playing in front of friends and family back here at Jackson State? It's going to feel great. I played eight and a half hours up in Mizzou. I didn't have really nobody I knew on the stand, so. I'm back at home. I'm trying to have all my family in there every Saturday. Yeah, good stuff. And, you know, we our first three games are on the road. 
Uh, we open it up just around 40 days uh, from now in Miami versus FAMU. Uh, then we travel to Tennessee State, which is uh, in Memphis. So it's going to be somewhat of a home game for you. I'm sure you have a, have some fans there. But then September 25th weekend right here in Jackson Delta State, uh, all your family, uh, you know, the local guy, hometown hero, will get to say, see you play in person. You get to come out that Tiger's mouth to the Sonic Boom of the South. Oh, yes, sir. I can't wait. You know, just look up every Saturday, see my mom and stand. That's what I do it for. So I can't wait for that. You know, you know, Dylan, for, for Jackson State fans who aren't familiar with your uh, play, talk about Dylan Spencer, the football player. Well, Dylan Spencer, you know, no matter what play we run, it could be a pass play or a run play. I'm going to go, I'm going to be aggressive every play, you know. I'm going to try to finish my opponent every time. That's just how I play the game. Yeah, Chuck, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, uh, I have had the privilege of attending some of these closed practice sessions, representing the pregame show, giving our fans a sneak peek. And, you know, I don't know if Dylan knows, but I keep an eye on him during some of those drills. And, man, he is nonstop motor. He, he does not take a playoff. Uh, even without the pads, he's out there being aggressive and competing. So you can see those things you know, that Coach Prime has been telling us about when he sees a, a Dylan Spencer. So I know Tiger Nation is going to be looking forward uh, to seeing that action. Because, uh, Dylan, when you look at that, that spring season, uh, you know, yes, there, was, there was some, uh, uh, some criticism, if you will, on the offensive line play. And the offensive line had a lot of transitions uh, through, through injuries or guys leaving the program. Uh, and now, you know, going into fall 21 season, uh, you almost have two or three units of offensive lines that can compete. Mm -hmm. How how do you feel not only being that recognized demand, the big dog on the offensive line, but how how also encouraging is it for you as a as a leader on that line to have so much depth that you see versus compared to what you had in the spring? I'm excited about this depth that we have. I mean, even in the third team, we have guys you know pancaking people. I mean, it's, it's great to see you know, like if some someone were to go down, this next man up mentality. So we got people three deep that can play play the game. You know, Dylan, there are people talk all the time about how offensive lines need to jail uh, and, and sort of get that continuity. Uh, do you feel, you know, early early on in terms of strength and conditioning that you guys are starting to jail early and, and will be ready, uh, getting ready to go into fall camp? Yes, sir. I feel like we have a lot of more, you know, bonding than we had in the spring. Everybody's starting to get along because we know we all have the same goal. That's the win swag championship. So we got to come together and the O-line has to be the heartbeat of the team. One thing I've noticed, Dylan, in, in these practices when you guys are doing installs and some walkthroughs is that hurry up and get into the line of scrimmage off the huddle. Uh, uh, you know, it, it is fast-paced on this offensive line, and that's where the conditioning is key uh, because one of the first things to go when you get fatigued is the mind and that attention to detail. Uh, so what, what else are you looking forward to growth-wise uh, these next 40 days before we get to that, that week one as you get to August and put the pads on? What do you see for yourself that you want to clean up and work on? And what do you see for that unit as a whole? I mean, for, the, for me as myself, I want to be able to go through the whole game, you know, as the same way that I started hard the whole game. Like, stay, we do a lot of conditioning at practice. I believe that's going to help the whole team out, especially the old line. Like, you got to as a team as a whole, you know. Like I said, we got a thing. Like, Coach, he's big on conditioning right now. I believe that's great for us. No doubt about it. Well, Dylan, any final words that you want Jackson State fans uh, to know before you guys get ready to go uh, full steam ahead going toward the fall? I just want everybody to know to come out to Miami September 5th. I promise you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a show.
No doubt about it. Yes, well, I tell you what, that was Dylan Spencer here with Neely and Bishop here on the Black College Sports Network. It's the pregame show. Okay, so how long have you been coming to stay? Uh, since 1987. I've forever loved Stan's because the people, uh, they're real people. They, they, they help the community and their family own and operate. And the food, the quality, and service has always been phenomenal. And anywhere I'm at, I, I always recommend people to them. It's, it's great food, and you get enough love for your money. If you need a good place to eat and you want a good environment to support the community and support effort of, of the Jackson community, I recommend Stamps uh, Super Burger TV because, like I said, this is Carlos Brown letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Carlos Brown Show and Black College Sports Network online at www.mybcsn.net and on the BCSN app available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. And welcome back to the pregame show here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, you know, Neil, we mentioned those uh, teams back to back to back in terms of Alabama A&M, Alabama State, Bethune-Cookman. But we have to always deal with a pesky and resurgent Mississippi Valley State football team that always plays our Jackson State Tigers stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, this is going to be uh, an interesting valley for another reason. Uh, you know, we go to uh, Valley uh, this year, we travel there, and uh, there has been a, a interesting relationship to develop uh, between Coach Prime uh, and Valley's head coach. Uh, they had some great conversations at, at SWAC Media Day, and, and I think Tiger fans and Delta Devil fans should be aware and have an eye out for some unique partnerships that are going to develop in that regard, uh, how these two uh, rival schools on the football field uh, can do some things in the offseason and back-of-house operations to support each other as we try to uplift all HBCUs. Uh, I can tell you that Coach Prime uh, has been in discussions with Valley. Uh, they've had some great you know, conversations, and going to be some great things to come from it. But once we get off that bus yeah, and it's time to play ball in Valley, Valley's going to be there to win. We're going to be there to win. Uh, and, and that's not going to be so much about leveling the playing field that day. It's going to be in the spirit of competition. And Valley always plays a tough game. Uh, they came here this spring 
And although the final score may not show it, they were one or two uh, plays away from making that game very competitive, especially in the first half. Uh, so looking, looking uh, again uh, for a competitive game out of Valley when we go there, uh, a lot of the people who ranked the preseason had them at the bottom. Does not mean by any means they play like a bottom team. Uh, on, on any given Saturday, somebody can win. But here again, Chuck, what is that? That is another Swack East game. No doubt about it. Another Swack East game. So uh, you have to be loaded for bear, ready for this Mississippi Valley State team. Like I said, they get up for Jackson State like no other team uh, on our schedule. So they'll be ready to play. Mm -hmm. They will be. They will be. But I think I think the Tigers will be uh, ready as well. Uh, you know, we had would have that 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 September on the bed on our belt. We'll have that first part of October. Uh, under our belts and had that bye week before we go to those to the Alabama stretch as we call it uh, and then it's 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 a pedal to the metal man as we just go all the way to November 30th at that point no doubt about it and as we go towards November 30th uh, we take on the sweat west part of the schedule as the Texas Southern Tigers they fight to get out of the cellar of this tough sweat west they come into Jackson and then Jackson State University we put Tiger Nation on the road we head down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, take on the Southern Jaguars. You know, Texas Southern didn't get a lot of love uh, at SWAC Media Day as far as people's expectations of them. But interestingly enough, we sat down with Jay Walker from ESPN, uh, who commentates on the uh, games with Tiffany Green, and, and Jay was big on Texas Southern. He said, yeah. hey, I, I, I don't think they're going to win it all, uh, but I, I think Texas Southern is going to get some games and play some people tough. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to make sure we don't look past that schedule, that we take this thing week by week and we look past Texas Southern and, and just go ahead and get ready for that road trip down to Baton Rouge uh, because that road trip to Baton Rouge were for the first time in nine years be without Dawson Odoms, uh, but they're still going to be looking to play some tough ball when you come over that bridge. No doubt about it. The Jason Rollins era gets underway uh, for Southern University. Uh, this is a team – uh, they bring back 10 of 11 starters on offense, bring back a number of starters on defense. Uh, for a lot of prognosticators at SWAC Media Day, uh, they were sort of the odds-on favorite to win SWAC West. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes loose uh, because, you know, now Alcorn is over in the SWAC West, and, and Alcorn is going to have a lot to say about that. Alabama A&M, of course, wants to have a lot to say about that in the East. Uh, but in the West, you got Alcorn that's not going to be messing around. You got UAPB that's saying they want to have a say in this thing as well. Uh, so, hey, Chuck, we're about four weeks away from all this nonsense of if then, and we're going to get to some woulda, coulda, shouldas. Uh, because when that ball is kicked off for the Jack State Tigers at the Orange Blossom Classic, man, uh, it, it's time to play some ball and win. But before we get there, we got to get to August, and it's almost August, so it's almost time to get those pads on and for Coach Prime and his staff to start setting those depth charts and naming those other starters and, and seeing who's going to be first out that Tiger's mouth when it's time to play ball. No doubt about it. To close the season out, of course, it's old bowl time with the Alcorn State Braves. Uh, returning quarterback, SWAC Offensive Player of the Year, Felix Harper, Nico Duffy, LaCharles Pringle, uh, and Fred Nair. He – uh, doesn't get the credit I believe he, he often deserves, but uh, he always has the all-corner state Braves ready to play. They have been the standard, if you will, in the SWAC East. They switch over to the SWAC West now, but we're still going to get this spirit of the all-corner state Braves football team. And if you think you're going to mention the all-corner state Braves on the pregame show and I not throw in opt-out you and it's still calendar 2021, you got another thing coming. 
Yes, opt out you. Soul Bowl is back in Jackson. They make that short drive up from Mormon uh, for a Soul Bowl weekend. Uh, Coach Prime's first Soul Bowl because we didn't get to play this uh, this spring uh, when they opted out of the season. But that's going to be a tough game. You know, Coach Weeks talked about it when we talked with him uh, from Coach Prime's camp uh, that Alcorn maybe had some ring rust from sitting out in the spring. But because that's the last game of the season, that rust will be gone. We're going to get Alcorn at his best. We should definitely be at our best. It's going to be a hell of a matchup, Chuck. The Soul Bowl always is. And, and, what's, no, interesting, no. and what's interesting about this Soul Bowl, let me throw this in, Chuck, is this is a Soul Bowl where you could play each other a few days later in the SWAG championship because they're in the West and we're in the East and you could see a rematch. No doubt about it. It should be plenty of storylines going into that game because, like you say, there is that possibility that that could be a preview of the SWAG championship. Our Jackson State Tigers, uh, they get ready for a fall camp uh, next week. Uh, Neely, I tell you what, as a fan of Jackson State, alumnus of Jackson State, and as somebody who has grown up within this culture of Jackson State football, uh, this 2021 season uh, is one that I'm completely looking forward to. Uh, it's been a long time since we've been on the winning side of the ledger. It's time to get back. I agree with that assessment, Chuck. I think this is one of the most exciting uh, upcoming Jackson State uh, seasons in our history. You know, and I'm going back to, to looking forward to Brazil and Peyton playing together and, and Vernon Perry, you know, that, the kind of excitement you knew those players were going to bring. We have a, a, a true freshman quarterback who at the time of his signing with Jackson State was our highest uh, recruit out of high school in Jackson State history. Uh, since that time, there have been other four stars uh, to join him in that effort. Uh, we've had a bevy of transfers. Uh, we had guys on the sideline like a Niles Gaddy, like a Shiloh Sanders, uh, like a Dylan Spencer who were on this team and around this team in the spring but could not play. And now they get to put those pads on the helmets on. So the buzz could not be higher. We would encourage everybody, a couple of things. One, get vaccinated. Encourage your friends and family to get vaccinated. Uh, we need to create an atmosphere, particularly in our community, the African-American, the Black community, the SWAT community, the HBCU community, the 1400 Lynch Street community, where we have maximized our opportunities to be vaccinated uh, so that we can safely attend games. And I know that that Delta variant is out there now, but the tr truth is in the science that although you can still get the virus with the vaccination, it does not have the impact on you that it would without the vaccination. So one, there's a 90% there's a rate of, of not getting infected when you're vaccinated. Two, if you should be in that 10% that still gets the virus, it does not have the hospitalization aspect. So as we're talking football, Chuck, let's encourage everybody to get vaccinated because we want the bands in the stands. We want the student athletes to have 40,000 up there and it's going to be us on us rather it's going to be on us if that happens or not so we look forward to that chuck we look forward to uh you know this season so once we get vaccinated let's go get those season tickets let's go get those tailgate passes let's fill up the vet on september 25th weekend that first home game let's make plans to get to miami for the orange blossom classic let's go take over Memphis like we always do. There's a short little drive from Mississippi over to Monroe for that third game. But then when Delta State comes here for that Soul Field weekend uh, uh, that's happening because, you know, you got Jackson State and Delta State on Saturday, Southern out of Baton Rouge and Mississippi Valley on Sunday, both at the vet. It all starts with us getting vaccinated, Chuck. All starts with us doing the right things, the precautionary things as we go through August and get ready for this kickoff of this season. 
No doubt about it, Bailey. Please, Tiger Nation, do your part. Get vaccinated. Uh, I tell you what, this is a, a season that we've all been looking forward to in terms of this fall 22-1 season. Uh, four stars, three stars, transfer portal. Everything is in place. The trajectory is moving forward. Uh, but I tell you what, throw it all out the window. It's time to finally come together as Tiger Nation is one and get ready for the Orange Blossom Classic, Neil. Yeah, amen, brother. And we would encourage you because we're going to be there covering practices in August. A lot of this content will be exclusive. You heard Coach Prime say it right there in media day. Hey, brothers, if ESPN wants something, they got to get it from y'all because I trust them. I mean, I trust y'all. I don't trust them. So you're going to have to see things from the pregame show platform. Uh, so we're going to be at practices on a regular basis, be at team meetings, getting some special interviews with coaches, bring you all the information we can as we lead up to the Orange Blossom Classic. So here's the steps. You know, we talked about getting vaccinated. Here's the step. Like, go to social media and like the pregame show on whatever platform. Uh, follow it, share it, make comments, subscribe on YouTube. Shout out to everybody on that YouTube channel, man. Uh, it is going through the roof, Chuck. Uh, those comments from the fans on YouTube are just totally engaging uh, and the folks replying back to each other. Uh, you know, we had it. We didn't have the YouTube channel during this spring season. Uh, we created it uh, in late April when the season ended. Uh, but you would see the following and the number of views that those shows are getting has just been phenomenal. So thank you to everybody for your support of the pre-game show. But don't let up because we're coming with different content on each platform. So by the time we get to this fall, there'll be things on Instagram that you don't see on Facebook, things on Facebook that you don't see on YouTube. So you want to follow all those platforms to get all your the pre-game show, I believe, Go Tigers information that you can out of that JSU locker room. No doubt about it. I couldn't echo those sentiments any better. I would want to thank you, all, all those that have uh, definitely uh, taken the time and effort to follow the pregame show, like, subscribe, and comment. We are so appreciative, and we look forward to bringing you even better content in the fall. So on the behalf of my partner, Neely, Mr. Boots on the ground himself, the spectacle <laughs> one. <laughs> and Charles. Oh, I got the glasses right here, Chuck. Oh, oh, give me the glasses. Give me the glasses. The bespectacled one, <laughs> the man so great, he's only known by one name, Neely, and Charles Bishop here on the pregame show on the Black College Sports Network. We'll see you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world, and we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's, it's the, the pregame. pregame. Brought to you by Chambers and Galen Law Firm. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame.